I just want to do a quick shout out to, uh, I guess, our, our partners. They're not really sponsors, whatever you want to call uh, Gecko's Media, our pimps in the podcasting business. I like that. Yep. I'm your pimp. Yeah. Yeah. That's going in the app Gecko's Media represent. <laughs> so Gecko's Media is pretty cool. You should definitely check them out if you are interested in making podcasts. That's it, Tim Gecko's Media. We make podcasts. Uh, no, we are a collection of, of different startup podcasts that are all starting off together. It's an awesome community of, of new podcasters coming together and helping each other out. And they are all joined together at geckosmedia.com where you can get the complete collection of all the podcasts on the network. And soon you're going to see Hammer of the Gods on there too. Pretty exciting. For sure. So if you uh, are a current podcaster, want to get into podcasting, whatever the case may be, check out Gecko's Media at geckosmedia.com, right? That's it. We try to keep it simple for them. Are you a fellow dice dragon looking to add to their hoard? Are you never satisfied with the amount of dice you have? Athis Onassis here. If you're looking for great quality handmade dice, then we have a couple wonderful shops for you to check out. First is Critical Hit Creations. They have their own website. Also, Desired Effect Dice, who has an Etsy shop, and we'll have links to both in the description. These shops are 100% backed by Athena and have the Athis seal of approval. Hello, everyone. Uh, <laughs> it's been extra, extra chaotic. fam dungeon daddy rick here this episode's going to be slightly different due to some technical issues that i did not know about until we had finished our recording and so there will be some times where i am going to just kind of briefly summarize what had been said or done um there may be a few sections where there's a little bit of an echo and i apologize for that but i did my best to edit it out uh, that way you guys can still have as much of the real episode as possible and not miss out on the fun. So anyway, hope you enjoy. And if you do, please make sure to follow us on social media. That way you can stay up to date with all of the updates and all of the bullshit that I post, uh, as well as make sure to give us a rate and a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, anywhere that you can leave a review for us. Please do. It helps us out immensely. Anyway, all right. Uh, so does anybody remember what we did last time? Because it's been now four weeks. It's been a month, man. I, I'm surprised I remembered you people. I I know, because we had that conversation this morning of, hey, don't forget it's game day. So our recap, the last episode was the dance, where there was another confrontation with Claire, uh, Nicomas's ex, and Gordon did some dancing, made everybody feel really happy, except for Claire and the drama club, in a non-sexual way. Uh, there was some making out between Nick and one of the Gorgason students. There was the butt dome again, the return of the butt dome, and some discussion of Bozik's sexual exploits. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you were doing your own... <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. 
anyway, yeah. So last time was the dance, the big dramatic scene with the drama club. It was a lot of heavy role play, a lot of, uh, I think your ex got punched again, maybe? <laughs> Not by me. Emotionally punched, if nothing else. Cleo finally got some kale, potentially. Potentially. Oh, yeah. What was it, a Loxana? And it was like two women, both twice his size. Yeah, uh, Loxodon, and I cannot remember for the life of me who the other one was now. Furbold. Uh, Furbold, right? I think so, yeah. If not, it is now. So where we're going to pick up is actually just before spring break. You guys did study for a test and then have not taken it yet. So you guys have Mm -hmm. one test right before you go on break. Does anybody remember what they used to study last time? It says nature. That checks out. I think Mine says gallons of wine. I'm not sure what that means. That that makes sense. And Nokomis chose performance. Um, So you guys did your studying phase. Um, Nope. (laughs) Those who wanted to. I'll have you guys roll for your, uh, the ability you studied with. Do I get three re-rolls? Or two re-rolls? Yeah, you only get two. Oh my gosh. This is this is not not okay. To roll really poorly. Yeah. There you go, that's better. That was the first one too. Um, that's your highest one? Thirteen's my highest. First I have one. test anxiety. <laughs> so that I can use up. history or nature? Yes. Okay, history it is. Here we go. Big money. Well, money. <laughs> 17 oh I mean that's pretty decent Bozik got a 22 on his roll and there was some discussion about who would roll for Eris we're gonna let her roll her but own Eris time. studied with me true ah, yes. True. Awesome. but I, maybe studying with me was a terrible idea <laughs> maybe uh, and then for the second we're gonna have everybody roll nature yeah, I'm hey. not so happy about that one, but thank you. Ooh, I got a nat 20. Nice. 26 total. <laughs> I got a 19. I know everything Do I get to roll this one again, too? 24 did you, total. Did you use both of your re-rolls on the, the first yeah. one? Unfortunately, you've used them. Okay. Study hard enough. You don't have enough faith in your studies. Hey, wait. Can I help? Can I help cheat? Like and then give them my student dice. I think mm-hmm. if I cheat, though, there's a chance that I get kicked out. I'm not kicked out. You can you can definitely have some consequences. Uh, you could try to cheat, but that will require a sleight of hand on Cleonexi's part. Yeah, that's up to you. And also, I, my sleight, sleight of, of hand's only a plus three, so I would yeah. risk it. Yeah, for... I don't think I'm gonna. Well, I mean, it would subtle. it would just be Cleonexi who would have to roll that. Yeah, well, I'm not subtle, so I don't. Let me just let me just check my sleight of hand bonus of zero. How about I roll? The, no, you're on your own, kid. Yep, that's okay. <laughs> I got a five. Oh, okay. Jeez, so, Aaron. Yeah. This is the second <laughs> test that you you didn't yeah. fail it, but you. How do you not fail the five? But you also didn't ace it. Well, that's the second part. It's it's two parts. So I mean, I one, might as well. I might as well have failed it if I did not get an A, in my yeah, own opinion. Because this is your second B minus. 
And Bosick's gotten straight A plus. Yeah. And yeah. Bosick's yeah. Bosick Bosick and over think, here. Didn't Pleonexi ace it the first time too? Yeah. 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 Both times. So apparently, apparently Nick just needs to stop studying altogether. Go so. in head empty. Yeah. And go use the gallons of wine method. It works so well for Pleo. Or the get laid method, which worked for Chastay over there. I got an A before that happened, so I'm on my own. You know, well, maybe, maybe I'll call your mom and, and try that one later, Pleonexi. Hey, now, that's my mother you're speaking of. No, I was talking to Pleonexi. Oh. <laughs> go right ahead. She ain't like, been a whore are... for years, but I'm sure she'll come back for you. <laughs> no. Trying to figure out how you guys would be related, but hey, you know. <laughs> You forget where I grew up, kid? <laughs> I don't think anybody knows where you grew up, except for maybe you. Yeah, forget about it. Don't worry about it. Carry on. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't survive uh, yeah. five minutes in my town. <laughs> so that is the end of our, our test. We had two aces and a pass. We'll see yeah. how we'll see how Eris does next time. See if she passes or not. I know you guys were talking about kind of your spring break plans. What do you guys want to do? Mm. <laughs> Backpack through Europe or thereabouts. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the Europe equivalent would be. I say we go to all the hostels. New Mediterranean. Sleep with all the people so that we have a cultural understanding. <laughs> that is how that works. Yeah, I mean, thing. New Alexandria is its own separate world. Like it's not on Earth. Um, well, no, but there's got to be yeah. a equivalent somewhere of the not like the rest of the area, which is basically what I mean. We have a private beach. Bozik brings up the suggestion of going to a new beach. Ten out of ten thought you said nude beach. <laughs> that too. I mean, that's probably the default. Nick is totally down for that as well. Yeah, in this world, it is probably the default. I'm not taking these mooks back to my town, which was my first off for spring break. Oh, if you go visit my town, though, that's a good idea. Sure, we can do that. Where's Bosick from? Yeah, is it by a beach? <laughs> um, yes, it's by a beach. Oh, that's let's go there then. It's canon now. Um, Mycenae is where Bosick from, which is actually the nation state you guys are in. Um, you're just oh. in the the capital. Mycenae is like the the larger state, essentially. I mean, you guys would know, being in the capital, it, it is one of, if not the largest city of New Alexandria. Um, yeah. And then the Pandaros is essentially its own demiplane within the city. Essentially, once you're on campus grounds, you are in a totally separate dimension. It's basically Hogwarts without the bigotry. We didn't really go over a whole lot of where everybody's from. Pleonexi reminded us that he is from the bad part of wherever he's from. And Nokomis mentioned that her family had been wanderers of a sort. That is true. Nick is a kind of a nomadic person. Yes. You and your, your family. You're, you're kind of from everywhere and nowhere. What about Bozik? Where would Bozik be from? And Bozik says that they are from the upper middle class area near the beach. Jersey. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. 
<laughs> I would say probably the best beach that you could find, especially like a, a upper middle class type beach, would be Ophanian, which is where you guys okay. essentially are. So more or less, it is a port city. There is a lot of trading. Uh, and also people travel from all of the other states to come to the Senate. You guys would know that there is essentially like, it is a, a two house type thing, not two party, uh, but like two house, sort of like we have here in the States. But one is like the elected, more like the establishment type people. And the other is made up of commoners, like people who aren't wealthy. Uh -huh. That way you get a, a perspective from both sides, you know. I mean, it's sort of like jury duty where anybody could get picked oh. within reason, but it's a little bit longer term and it pays better. Do you guys, uh, do you guys like candles? My parents own the largest chandlery in town. We can go check that out. Why don't you tell us a little bit about like what the shop would look like on the outside as you guys make your way through the city? I want to be like the tallest building per se, probably like. So basically, Bosnick explains that. It is a two-story building uh, with her parents living on the top floor of it. Uh, it is long and deceptively bigger on the inside. And there was some discussion about whether his family were Time Lords or not, which is a mystery for another day. Whatever the style would be. Pleo asks if he spots any of his mooks, any people that he might know from his shady connections. So you guys make your way through the city. Um, you do pass through, you know, a few different uh, neighborhoods on the way there, because it, it is a very large city. Pleonexi, uh, I'll have you roll a probably perception check. That's a two. Oof. Nope. You are entranced by Bozik's story of his family's shop. So as you all make your way to this shop, uh, does it have a name, Bozik? It doesn't have a name. No name. The, the nameless candle Ch is Chandlery. <laughs> <laughs> the Chandler's Chandlery. <laughs> it's just called Candles and Stuff. Air encountered with Candles and Beyond. And Plush came in clutch with the Candles, Sconces, and Beyond, which is now the canon name. That is 100% going in. <laughs> So as you as you approach candle sconces and beyond, uh, <laughs> sorry, Bosik, uh, which of your parents would be more likely to be uh, kind of at the door, or do they have other employees who might be, or other siblings of yours who might be uh, greeting people as they pass by? So Bosik says that they're probably busy, uh, no siblings, but they might have like one employee who works behind the register, most likely his parents would be back inside the shop helping out with the candles. I feel like one of them would probably be at the door just because, you know, it is a, a big mm -hmm. event, you know, just trying to, like, welcome people in, trying to... Uh, which would be more outgoing? Or which of your parents? We learned that Bosik's mother is full orc while his father is half orc. And most likely his mom is the more outgoing of the two. So as you approach the shop, uh, Bozik, you see a familiar yes, sight as your mother is gesturing in, you know, kind of calling out to people on the street, telling them about the sale. You know, it's a, it's a tip your own special. Uh, it's actually a, a big sale. 
Um, you got to come inside, though, for more information. As she's, you know, ushering everybody in, all these people off the street, spies her son, Bozik. And you just see that she smiles at you and waves. And then just continues, you know, very focused on, on her work. Bozik goes right over to his mother and gives her a big hug and a kiss on the cheek and says that he's home for spring break and brought some of his school friends. Oh, it's so good to see you. I didn't expect you back so soon. Pleonex, he introduces himself to Mrs. Chesthair, and Bozik comments on the fact that they are running the Dip Your Own Candle special, which is a big deal for the Chesthair family. Well, why don't you, why don't you go inside? Your dad's in the back. Very aromatic. <laughs> Oh man! Did you study that word for your test? Because <laughs> not smarter than I sound. I'm just not used to using the hoity toity things. So you make your way in, Bozik. You see, probably has been an employee for quite a while. There is a large bugbear behind the counter. You really like your bugbears. Diversity. There is a, a large bugbear who you would definitely know, and he's an, an older gentleman who just kind of does this because it just gives him something to do. Gets him out of the house, you know. But he's been employed by your parents for quite a while. Probably since yep, you yep. were very young. Yep, yep. And she says, oh, Bozik, it's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, Illithid. Illithid? Because you totally told me your name. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> Saying your name out loud, because that's mm -hmm. what it probably is. Yeah, because it's definitely named after Illithid. <laughs> it's but but it's with the accent, Illithid, Illithid. <laughs> you know, you gotta put the flair on it. It's got the tilde on the eye or whatever. Oh, it's fancy. Yeah, little little Sunday goo there somewhere. Yeah, sure, we'll go with it. <laughs> he just says, "Oh, are you are you looking for your father?" I think he actually just stepped out. Some kind of something going on in the alleyway. I don't really know. I had to obviously stay here and look after the shops, so. Pleonexi makes the obvious excuse of needing to take a leak in various crass ways. So, Marcus in the alley. That's kind of my thing. care of himself, but we should still go see what he's up to. So, as you make your way yeah. to the back, Bozik. I imagine you're, you're leading the way, since you know the shop better than anybody, at least anybody out of the party. You leave the back door, and immediately you, you see your father, who seems like he was about to walk in, and he just jumps, which you know is unusual for him. He's not a not a jumpy man by any means. He says, oh, uh, Bozik, I was just coming back in. I didn't know you were coming. Bozik says something to the effect of, well, here I am. And his father mentions that he hasn't written this whole time. Like I said. Do your business. Piggy. <laughs> yes, I am going to urinate, please. <laughs> Bozik, your dad's just like, I see you've made some new friends who don't know yeah, how to use what? the washroom. Yeah, what's going on there, Chester? Senior? <laughs> oh, uh, it's nothing. There was, there was just some... Some ruffians I uh, had to deal with. They were they were trying to, you know, get into the supplies. Here comes comments on the fact that kids obviously love candles and fire, you know, because 
of course they do. And Plan IC says that he wants to go check out the alleyway and see if he can see anyone out there. There's nobody out there currently. Um, Bozik, you would know that your parents do keep a fair amount of magical supplies, though, because that is one of the special things about their shop, is these are magical candles. They do sell, you know, the more mundane uh, and the regular smelly candles, things like that. But they also sell special magical candles. Of course. You know, that's that's likely what he might be talking about. Mm-hmm. It's it's no big deal. I don't want to trouble you. Let's go back inside. And he's just kind of like pushing somewhat insistently. Well, it's good to see you. Uh, what's for dinner? Uh, well, you know, I think I was just going to uh, send for some food because, you know, the sale and all will be door, pretty busy. Door dash? Yeah. The, the dash door. Because, you know, I don't want to get sued by DoorDash. In addition to all the other people who are suing us for making fun of them and stealing their stuff. <laughs> That's good publicity for us, though. Cease and desist. Have you it's got true. that yet? It's true. Because I can help. <laughs> Nick, you've been kind of quiet this whole time. Are you just hanging out with Bozik, or are you kind of looking around the shop? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the candles, smelling everything. I want to find out all the magicalness. I want to dip my own. I want to do all this stuff. <laughs> I want to carefully check all the windows on the second and third floors to see if anybody saw what was going on out here before. Unless he yeah. makes me come in, I want to pee in private was my storyline. I will be uh, seeing if anybody's in the windows up there. Yeah. Uh, roll me an uh, investigation, we'll say. You got it. I got a two. Wow. Second so a grand nine. total of four. Well, so because I'm I'm trying to, you know, get away from the, the sucker save type stuff, um, I'm going to take a cue from our more narrative-based games. Uh, and it's not so much that you don't see anything, Leo. Um, what you do see is somebody sucker punches you. Was he invisible? Did I well, pee on him? <laughs> but with a two, yeah, I guess. I'm making yeah. sure I wasn't dribbling on my tunic. He sucker punched you from behind. All right. Right in the back of the head, probably. <laughs> what's my? What's the damage? Uh, it's just, we'll say two damage. It's nothing. So what do you do in response to this? In the normally subtle and urbane mannerism that Cleo is known for, In a world created by a dream, there lives a place of forgotten evil. Long fallen into obscurity and legend, a fortress swallowed by the earth beckons four heroes with the promise of a mythic apple said to possess the power of healing any ailment. A tabaxi searches for faith, guided by the playful paw of their goddess on their first adventure. A bard searching for hope, haunted by the fallen ruler of an ancient evil that stole them from their muse. A turtle searching for truth, fighting against injustice but plagued by doubt. And a goblin searching for self, escaping his grief by shaking hands with a malicious archfey. A story of overcoming fear in the face of adversities. Join the Storyteller's Tavern as they descend into the sunless citadel and summon light that vanquishes the darkness within the fortress's tortured halls. Pleonexia, of course, decides to attack this person who sucker punched him, and it was discussed that he does not even take the time to wash his hands or anything. To quote Pleonexi, not a snowball's chance in Hades that he would do that first, and it was noted that it may add poison damage. That's a 16 total. 
Yeah, that'll hit. Yeah, I thought it might. And it is 1d8 plus a little bit. That's incredibly vague. Five total. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you turn around. They kind of like punch you in the, the side of the head. Um, as you turn and you punch this person back, you notice that they have kind of subtly different looks. Uh, they look mostly human, but there's just something a little bit off about them. You can't quite put your finger on it. They fall down on the ground. Uh, they're not unconscious. They just are like holding their face like, oh man, I knew that was going to happen. I don't know why they put me up to this. PNXE lets this kid know that he's got about two seconds and wants to know who he is, why he's there, and why he has a death wish. Uh, well, I... I don't. I just... I owe some people some money, and I'm just trying to get paid. All right. Ooh. I really can't tell you that. PNXE offers to double whatever he was being paid, and to bring him in to possibly give him some protection, if he'll tell him who. And maybe I might be able to give you a little bit of security. I know some people across town, eh? Uh, roll me a persuasion check. I'll let you roll with advantage because that was a, a pretty okay. solid uh, solid line of, you know, convincing him that Quick you... Quick 20. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, <laughs> you definitely sold it pretty well on your own, but, you know, having the roll sometimes makes it fun. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so with your nat 20, he's just like, uh, you really can do that? I can see what I can do. I know some people who know some people. You know what I mean? Well, I don't. I don't know if you know these people. Uh, I don't know if you want to know. Oh, don't these worry. People. They're going to know me soon. <laughs> Give me the names. Come on in. Chester, I found somebody. Cleonexi is not a quiet man. He doesn't um, have an inside what, voice. What are you yelling about out here, Cleonexi? It's a store. Place of business. Scream in it. I push. I gently lead this. Unusual use into the building in front of me. Oh, oh hello there, young person. Uh, what are you doing out in our alley? You could roll me either nature or investigation if you want to uh, try and discern. Nature is in this. Nope, they're both the same. Never mind. Investigation four. <laughs> uh, Nick, you are just like I don't. I don't know what it is, but there's something about this guy. Something about maybe his strange pupils or the color of his eyes but you just can't quite put your finger on it these candles they seem more interesting uh are you are you sure and he's looking at at pleo like are you are you sure that these people can keep me safe pleo and bozik do a little bit more digging asking who specifically hired him somebody hired him to to punch me to pay off the debt i asked who eh. And he says, it wasn't you so much as I was told. There's a hairy guy in the alley who I need to deal with. Was, is he after your father? There was some back and forth between the different players, kind of both mocking the lack of information that this kid had, uh, and also Nick commenting on the fact that there are a lot of hairy guys as she kind of rakes through her sideburns. Well, I didn't get that much information, and I didn't really ask because these are some, some really bad people, and <laughs> you don't you don't ask them questions. 
Bazik asked for more information about whether he was being blackmailed to possibly punch someone in his family. Well, they, they said take care of. That was that was just kind of... I didn't really have a plan, if I'm being honest. I didn't want to do this. But I also like living. Nick then asked if this young man was on drugs and pointed out the fact that he had strange eyes, to which Bozik said that may not be entirely appropriate. It's like if you... If you ask somebody if they are a cop, they have to tell you they're a cop. <laughs> if you ask if they're like on drugs, maybe they'll have to tell you they're on drugs. I don't know. Uh, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> but, I know that's not how that works. <laughs> but also, he, he kind of looks to Bosick whenever you know you uh, respond to Nick with the, the comment about the eyes, and he says, "Thank you." Uh, I appreciate that, but I, I'm i not on drugs. I really, I, I'm not here to talk about me, though. Um, I'm really here well, to just get some, some help okay. with my Why situation. Don't you have a seat? Bozik tries to offer a scented candle and a nice warm drink and asks for him to start from the beginning. I was born here in Finian. The party obviously tries to speed things along a little bit. And Bosik asks for his name. He says, I was I was trying to say, but then your friend was asking about drugs. Uh, my name is Priscos. What kind of information were you wanting from him? You, know, you said start at the beginning. Why specifically this alley? Who sent you? What are the terms of the deal? I really got into some, some trouble. Uh, a few years back, and I owe some really bad people kind of a lot of money. Um, I maybe gambled more than I should, and, uh, well, I, I, let's just say I, I made some mistakes. Um, that I really hope really that I'll, I'll live to learn from. But it doesn't seem likely right now. It's not looking good for you, is it? Uh, no. Uh, thank you. Well, you know, survival of the oh, fittest the and dumb people tend to die early. And as Nick says that, she's also casting vicious mockery at him. Where'd this mean streak come from, librarian girl? A savage. Yeah. So that's a wisdom saving throw, because I insulted him with my, my words, so I want to give him some emotional damage. Yeah. Uh, what is your DC? Emotional damage! <laughs> it's a 15 saving throw okay uh, how much damage does it do you gotta say uh, you can't do that you gotta kill the poor guy 6 psychic damage yeah uh, so you cut him with your words and he passes out <laughs> Nick <laughs> I can't spare the dying <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Do you are you hungry? Do you need a snack? Gotten into you. <laughs> I just I don't like the look of him. His eyes are weirding me out, honestly, and I'm a little cranky. Now. And she reaches in her bag and takes a bite of, you know, one of her rations that she's had that are probably <laughs> real nasty. You could guess that he's probably in his late teens. Or is or was. These are important is. factors. Is. No, I cast Spare the Dying. He's yeah. fine. He's not dead. He was just unconscious. I, yeah, I'm also going to cast the Healing Word. 
Oh God, oh, that's a great way to torture someone. I am, <laughs> I'm all in this. Okay, um, hold on. No, I don't have healing word. I cast cure wounds. Don't make us kill you again. <laughs> <laughs> I give you back eleven healing, or eleven. Healing damage. <laughs> it's discussed that somehow Pleonexi and Bozik are good cop and Nokomis is psycho cop in this scenario. Not that any of them are cops or would be, but you know. Bozik like takes Nick by the shoulders and he just like gives her a little squeeze, you know, like comforting squeeze, and he kind of gently guides her over <laughs> to the candle dipping with his mother. Because um, I think uh, this might be really relaxing. And yeah. Right. So hey. as he as he regains consciousness, he's like, I like kind of to himself, just like I think I am in the wrong place. And you see, yeah, but he he is now trying. He's trying to leave. I assume well, you guys aren't going to let him. Hand on shoulder, gentle pressure until he stops trying. <laughs> okay. Don't make me insult you again. Yep, please don't. So now that you've knocked him out and brought him back, uh, what are you guys doing with him? So there's a little bit more discussion of what to do. Uh, Pleonexi suggests to get Chest Hair Senior, and they ask again if he has any specifics on who it was he was supposed to target and what it is that he was supposed to do. I really don't. They just said, hairy person in the alley, they'll be alone. Like I said, they just said, take care of them. Bozik states that he feels maybe these people who gave this objective were not very intelligent. Nikomis points out the fact that it seems like maybe they were trying to get this kid killed in some way. I've never done anything like this. Uh, they, they said that they had set it all up. That they would make sure this person was out there. And I would do the rest. Yeah. And your dad was dad just going to I know. I have a horrible headache now. Nick continues on this hangry streak and says that this kid is a level one at best. It's then further discussed that Plush thinks that Nick would be in the D&D club or their equivalent at this school. Uh, and Bozik mentions the fact that that's not true. No, that's no. Bozik. Or something. Yeah. I'm part of the LARP club. Yeah. Nick is way too cool for that now that she's given up the drama club. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the drama club gave you up, but we won't talk about that. Anyways, um, I think perhaps at this point you've gotten yourself into a bit of a pickle. We uh, may not have always been able to hold our own, but I think in this situation we'll fare well. Uh, Romeo has another <laughs> persuasion check. Can I ins- can I like inspire or, or not inspire but assist with my with my candle and my mean face? I got a twenty. Sure. Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's just like I. I really don't have any other choice. So yeah, I guess so. But this does not seem well, like it's gonna go well. Um, I call my father over, and um, I kind of tell him what this kid just told us. They say, have you had any other suspicious activity happen here in the last few weeks? Mm, I mean, define suspicious, Bozik. You know, people lurking around the alley, possibly weird notes, uh, people staring at you from across crowded markets that look suspicious, anything that seems Daddy Bozik said that there were kids trying to get in here. It's true. Yeah, it's pretty common. We do keep a lot of valuable... uh, 
supplies around. Yeah, but also, like I said, Bosley, you know, your dad's not jumpy. Uh, but he seemed very on edge whenever you saw him in the alley. So as you're kind of asking about this, he's just like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Bosley. Everything's fine. Everything's great. Can I, Can I insight, insight check, check Daddy Bosley? Oh, he's lying. <laughs> I'm not even going to make you roll. I've got, but I, my insight is plus eight. Yeah, you so know I can Nick, actually just, just go ahead and roll twenty one. We'll see, yeah, there you go. Bosic requests that Nokomis not use the term "Daddy Bosic again, and uh, in the presence of my parents, that's a name that uh, I like to reserve for other people in my life. Uh, you can call him Bosic Senior or Father Bosic. That's what uh, your that drow friend calls you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, Daddy Bosick is a little awkward at the family reunion here. So. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you just see you just see the Bosick seniors just kind of like scratching right behind his ear and like looking away and just like mm, this is uncomfortable. Excuse me, Daddy Chesthead. <laughs> me? You, I don't. You know me? That. Yeah, you sir. No disrespect. But I am very familiar when somebody is not holding any aces in the hand and have just bluffed everything they got. You got a secret. This kid came to punch you in the head. What's up? Can we help? I don't know how you could help. Uh, everything's fine. <laughs> you haven't met me before, have you? I'm Pleonexia the Just. I just make people go away who are a pain in the ass. He can uh, be quite useful at times, uh, Father. You could um, see... I'm what probably close to your dad's age. <laughs> yeah, probably. How old are, I'm 39, so I'm ancient here. Oh, no. I, mean. <laughs> He's I resent that and resemble that remark. <laughs> I know, um, we discussed this at the beginning. I think they're actually sense. older. They're probably like... Like mid fifties, and he just says, uh, "You know, it's it's great to know that you can take care of yourself and you know look after and my friends, but everything's fine. And my friends, family, but everything's fine. Yeah." And he says, well, "I'm just going to no get way. back to work because everything's great." Spell we could cast on him, on your dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I could, but I don't feel great about that. Do it anyways. Maybe killing a random kid, totally fine. Casting spells on Bosic Senior, questionable. Okay, okay, fine, whatever. I I cast command. What kind of save? Uh, it's a wisdom save. He passes. Yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> doesn't doesn't it have something in there about like they know that a spell was cast? Oh, I'm sure he knows. Yeah. They just were talking about it, so like, and also I just go like. Also, he just drops the candle, so there's yeah. these giant blobs. Yeah, he just uh, shoots daggers at you with his eyes, Nick. Uh, he just says, look, I don't want to involve you in, in any of our trouble, Bozik. Everything's fine. It will be fine. I'm handling it. Pleonexi says now that he's been punched in the head, it's become his problem. And Nick kind of implies that maybe they are as powerful as the gods because of the school that they're going to. Uh, I don't know if Mother has been reading you uh, the letters I've been sending 
Bosley tells his dad that he's basically the valedictorian of the school. Not as powerful as he gets from the school. Just uh, let us help you, sir. You know, I've always been humble, of course, but uh, there is something to be said about being one of the smartest in my class. Roll me the deception, one of. Bosick. <laughs> you're what? not in our class. You're you're a stinking frosh, man. <laughs> that was really mean. What's got into you today? Do you do you want me to cast uh, vicious mockery at you too? <laughs> you want me to go get your ex? No. Call <laughs> the dragger all the way over here. <laughs> Maybe have a normal family conversation. This is getting a little out of hand. I think. Uh, well, you know, we are still in the middle of the sale, but I I suppose we could oh. probably talk later. Oh. Well, well, we're going to go to the beach, so, um, you know, don't, don't leave, leave the alley door open and uh, keep can't go to the beach around you for protection. And, uh, we're... Why can't, can't you go, go to, to the, the beach? beach? I'm standing there with my hand still on the kid, and I look at him. What do you, what do you think? He's just going to stay his if we feck up? We got some rope, right? All day, so you can go get some. Sun. You're gonna let your parents just watch the captive, right? I'm staying here with a kid. We're gonna have something to eat, and I'm gonna make sure nobody comes in that back door during the day or all night. I'm sleeping on the floor like a good dog. I vote for not being tied up, please. You don't get, don't a, get vote. a vote. Shut, Shut up, up. Mook. Why don't you uh, come to the beach with us? Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, that sounds horrible <laughs> right now. I'm sure we have an extra pair of bathing undergarments that you could fit into. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a nude beach. Totally, totally got an extra <laughs> pair of nude. He just is very, very nervous about this whole beach idea. Bosick decides that the others are starting to really cramp his style. He did come here, after all, to go to the beach and relax and have a good time, visit his family. And that's what he wants to do. And mentions that if Harris was here, they could have hit up a nice meadery. You know, like you're supposed to wait an hour after eating before you go swimming in the ocean. Probably, probably at least. You know what? Your mom told me about it, so it's not a myth. Anyway. <laughs> you still <laughs> on with my mom? Yeah, I told you before, I can't. Well, we'll see you later then. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn, kids. Uh, family, we are uh, going to the beach for a while. Do you mind if I stay here, Mr. and Mrs. Chester? Leonexi will stay here and help uh, guard the child and help you with any customers if you get overwhelmed. You don't even yeah, have to pay him. No. Uh, well, that, you... that seems... Uh, yeah, you can you can just stay in the back. It'll be fine. No worries. Yeah, we'll be up quite, some grub. Quite good around the shop, you know. I mean, if you need him to, like... There is a wonderful bakery just right down the street from us. Okay, that sounds good, because, you know, sometimes you just need a snack so you don't kill people with your work. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's probably a good place for us to end a little bit early, especially with the internet problems that we're having tonight for whatever freaking reason.